0: Welcome to Living the Good Life podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. we well, I ask you to take your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Hebrews, and the 10th chapter. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which He hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say His flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promise. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins but a fearful looking for of judgment and firing indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that have said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord, and again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. For a little while we'd like to speak to you on the subject, the high cost of low living, Is the most expensive thing in this world and we're told in the Old Testament be sure your sins will find you out our nation is becoming more and more sinful amen we can look around us read the newspaper listen to the news and we know that our nation is becoming more and more sinful. We're being told that we have an increasing problem with addiction. And whether it's drugs, alcohol, could be gambling. People can be addicted to lots of things. There's some nine such characteristics that goes with those addictions. Impulsive Behavior, difficulty in delaying gratification, sensation-seeking, anti-social personality, nonconformist values, a sense of alienation, deviant behavior, heightened feelings of stress, little regard for goals generally valued by our society our nation in times past, and often is embarrassed by the wickedness that goes on, even with government officials. The question is, does the private life of our leaders have any impact, negative or positive, on the lives and the well-being of our nation? I believe it does, amen. So this message is about What happens when individuals sin, and most of all, what happens when a nation winks at sin or when we wink at sin? Even if you're a Christian, if you would happen to sin, there's a great price to pay. When a Christian falls, gives in to temptation. Somebody said, how does it affect a Christian? if they happen to do wrong. Amen. There's effects of sin. Amen. The child of God immediately loses the following things when he sins according to the Word of God. First of all, there's a loss of life. A Christian's perspective is dulled. First John 1 and verse number six says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So we can't walk in sin and have the light of God at the same time. When an individual sins, there's a loss of joy. A Christian becomes discouraged due to believing a lie. First John 1, 4 says, and these things write we unto you that your joy may be full and when a person falls into sin their joy is no longer full there's a loss of peace when an individual commits sin you know the Bible says much about sin and I believe that 1st John 3 verses 4 through 10 come along with some very stern rebukes concerning sin when he said whosoever Committed sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifested, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. And definitely, when an individual sins, there's a loss of fellowship. John also talks about this fellowship in the first chapter of 1 John. And verse number one, he says, "'That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen, and heard, and declare unto you,' that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declaring to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And so the only way we can continue to have fellowship with Jesus Christ and the Father, and really with one another. That is as long as we continue to walk in the light. When we cease to walk in the light, we cease to have fellowship with Jesus Christ. Now I'm glad that there's some preventions against sin. A person does not have to sin once they're saved. One of the ways sin is prevented is through the word of God. The psalmist believed this in Psalms 119 and verse number 11, when he said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Meditating upon the word of God, hiding the word of God in our hearts can keep us from committing sin. Just as the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Not only that, we have the intercession of the Son of God through the Spirit of God. Romans 8 and verse number 34 says, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercessions for us. Amen. We have the ministry of the Holy Spirit to keep us from living in sin. Amen. Thank God for the blessed Holy Spirit. That one that comes on the inside, the greater one, that 1st John talks about John 7 37 says in the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink he that believeth on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water but this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now Jesus talked about the time when the Holy Ghost was gonna come in the book of Saint John and the 14th chapter and verse number 26, and here's what the Bible says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance Whatsoever I have said unto you. The relationship one is privileged to have with Jesus Christ is deeper, much deeper than any relationship with human mind has ever could or ever could even realize. Salvation by God's grace, gifts of the Christian with the mind of Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit which is both personal and perpetual. So what is sin? It's defined as actions by which people rebel against God, miss His purpose for their life and surrender to the power of evil rather than to the power of God. To sin is to miss the mark. The Bible said that sin is the transgression of the law. And Deuteronomy the sixth chapter, verse 24 said, and the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as at that day. Breaking covenant with God was sin in the Old Testament God made a covenant with Israel every year on the day of atonement that covenant was renewed with God any breach of that covenant in the Old Testament was sin in the New Testament there are concepts much the same but in addition there is introduced the Son of God Jesus Christ His perfection Is the standard against which We judge And measure sin Sin Has its roots In the inner man That's where it all begins On the inside Jesus made this very clear In the book of Matthew And the 15th chapter And verse number 18 But those things Which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and defile a man for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts murders adulteries fornications theft a false witness blasphemies listen what it said these are the things which defile a man but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not man so the problem with sinners is not something on the outside it's something on the inside that's where sin has its beginning that's why jesus taught that a man must cleanse first the inside of the cup and the platter that the outside may become clean this is why it doesn't work just to join a church Because joining a denomination does not do a work on the inside. This is why it does not work to say, I'm going to start doing better. I'm turning over a new leaf. I tried that lots of times. I'm not going to do these things. I'm starting over today. And before the day is over, I was right back in the same mess. Amen. That's why turning over a leaf doesn't change a man because turning over a new leaf doesn't reach the heart. But salvation reaches the heart. See, sinners have a heart problem. That's why they sin. Amen, it's not because where their feet take them and their hands and their eyes. All that's a result of what's in the heart. But through the miracle of salvation, the Bible talks about In the book of Ezekiel, he takes out the heart of stone, takes it out, and gives us a new heart. So sin is unbelief. Unbelief rejects, denies, and substitutes God's truth. So if you're here without Christ, you're under condemnation. John 3 lets us know that light has come in the world. But men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. So you're already condemned if you're a sinner. You don't have to commit one more sin to go to hell. You've already been condemned to go there. John three eighteen. he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I believe that's why the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, the second chapter, verse number three, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Sin is the result of human choices. See, one report said that 6% of all American families claim they completely follow each of the Ten Commandments. And a lot of folks think because they look at the Ten Commandments and say, I don't do any of them, but God's got some other commandments that he wants us to live by, doesn't he? And we're told in 1 John 2 and verse number three and four, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. That's how you can know. Verse four, he that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So it's important to note that God doesn't turn his back on sin not in the old testament not today and not in the future god does not turn his back on sin amen so sin in an individual in a family or a nation there's always consequences to committing sin living in sin there's a high price that you've got to pay and the price you pay for living in sin is far more than any benefit you might derive from it. I wouldn't lie to you. I wouldn't get up here and say, well, there's no pleasure in sin because you know better, don't you? Every sinner knows that there's some pleasure in sin. But what I want you to see, that sin does not have a pleasant ending. Every sinner, when they come down to the end of life's way, when they face the judgment and they wake up in hell, every sinner will agree, sin was not worth it. No sin that you're involved in is worth losing your soul in eternity. You'd be far better off to give up that sin, whatever it might be. Give it up. Turn from it. Let Christ come into your heart and into your life. Sin is what separates man and God. It keeps men separated until a man repents. Isaiah 59 and verse number 2 says, But your iniquities, not Adam's iniquities, not Eve's iniquities, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. But here's what happens. Man becomes a slave to sin. Know ye not that to whom ye yield your servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Sin ruins relationships. That's why the Bible says in James 4 and verse number 1, from whence comes wars and fightings among you, come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Sin brings guilt. Sin brings condemnation, according to God's word in Romans three verse number 19. Now we know that things whatsoever the law saith that saith to them that are under the law that every mouth might be stopped and all the world become guilty before God. Sin brings death. Romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's why the Bible said in the book of Ezekiel, the 18th chapter and verse number 20, the soul that sinneth, it shall die statistics prove that wine and drugs and cigarettes have shortened lives of millions it's cost the state and it's cost families millions and millions of dollars you know what else it's going to cost you sin will cost you eternal separation from god and loved ones in hell that's a terrible price to pay for sin Revelation 2015 and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire to the sinner sin cost him peace happiness and the joy of heaven to the Savior it cost him his life your sins my sins cost him his life at Calvary. Now God's not changed. He's still the same. He's still a jealous God. If he has chosen you in Christ, saved you by his grace, and entered into a saving relationship with you, he expects you to live for him and him alone. Amen? He does not expect for you to live for yourself. But he expects that you walk with him, love him, live according to his will, and when you do, he'll bless you greatly. And when you don't, there's a price to pay. And if you belong to the Lord and you break God's law, you can expect to have some serious chastisement. Revelation 3:19: As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous therefore and repent. So look at your life right now. Who is first in your life? If it's anyone other than the Lord, then you're headed for trouble because low living carries a high price. What will your disobedience cost you if you continue? What price are you willing to pay for your sin? Whatever it is, your sin is not worth what it will cost you in the long run. You know, that's a sad thing. A lot of people are going to be lost because of one or two things. Just one thing they weren't willing to give up. One thing had a hold of them. And they let that one thing stand in their way. The Lord has spoken to your heart in any area. You ought to bring it to him. Turn your heart and life over to him. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.